is Willow. And this is Jimmy. And we are from the Sonderbonds. And you are listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 153 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes, they become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. That's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud. Go ahead and subscribe. It is free. And all we do is talk to bands. I mean, if you like bands and you listen to their music, then... You know, we just talk to them. It's a lot of fun. Subscribe for free. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I I'm really excited about the band that's here for us today. Uh, a newer contributor of ours, Danny. She wrote uh, a review on their brand new album. She killed it. Uh, I'm really proud of her on her first uh, piece here with Spinning Thoughts. And what a band and what an album to do it with. Uh, everyone say hello from your home, right? Be kind. We've got Willow and Jimmy from the Sonderbombs. Friends, what's up? Hey, how, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. I It's 10 o'clock in the morning when we're taping. You know, I'm transparent here. You know, it's early on a Saturday for some, uh, but I've had a shit ton of coffee already. You guys sipping on any? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. How, do, how do you drink it? Is it? I go just nothing, just straight black coffee. I usually do like creamer. Okay. That's it. I don't usually add sugar or anything. No. I've done a, an almond milk kick lately with my coffee. Um, oh, that, nice. It, it, uh, what kind of almond milk? Just like the red. Is, there's like different flavors, right? There's like a bunch of different flavors, yeah. The other day from work, I took home uh, some chocolate almond milk, and that's been pretty good. I think I'm going to switch to that. There we go. I, I gotta try that. I, I've had, I've tasted it uh, a few times. I've never had it in coffee. Maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll call it, uh, we'll call it something after the Sonder Bombs if I enjoy it here at Spinning Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Willow and Jimmy, I'm really stoked to have you here, honestly, because I've been listening to your latest album. It just dropped on October the 12th. Uh, the, it's the like official debut release, I believe, with the very wonderful. Uh, take this to heart records. I really love Joe and all the bands oh that God. he supports. Seriously, he's amazing. Uh, the album's titled Modern Female Rock Starts, full of spicy lyrics, tremendous vocal parts, super intricate instrumentation. It's catchy as shit. It's inspiring and thought provoking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in here. There is, <laughs> there's some real substance in this collection of music, a group of songs that resonate. And they make you want, at least for me, it made me want to listen to it uh, a million times. So 
Uh, the album, it's been out for just over a week at the time of this taping. Uh, from my end, you know, paying attention uh, on the socials, there's a lot of buzz. It seems like it's been quite a ride for you 2 and the rest of the band leading up to this release and since. How's it feel to have Modern Female Rockstar out for everyone to hear? And what's the reception been like so far from your perspective, your side? Wow, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. These intros, they can be a little excessive. No, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm super extra like that as well. You know, it's a good thing. Um, no, but uh, having Modern Female Rockstar out it, like I was talking about this last night with some of our friends, like it doesn't feel real, you know, cause we sat on the record for so long before we like partnered up with take this to heart. And, um, it just like the fact that it's out now and that people are listening to it and like the reception has been so nice. Like people seem to really be enjoying it, which also makes it totally not feel real. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like, it's like a dream come true. Really? I know that's corny, but like for real, <laughs> I, I I can only imagine it's quite the accomplishment. And and really, I mean, I, you know, my ears to the ground a little bit here and I have heard just such amazing things from everybody. And of course, I've listened to it many, many times and and I've enjoyed it. Jimmy, what's the vibe been like for you? Man, the, pretty much the same thing. Um, I'm just like, I always have my head down. I'm always like working on stuff, whether it's like Sonic Bomb stuff or like personal stuff or just work stuff. So when it came out, like it, it kind of felt, it felt like it's been shelled for a very long time, but it also felt like it was recorded two weeks ago. So it's been, I don't know how to feel. It's just weird. Um, it's good though. It's really nice. I can't believe the response we've got. Um, I expected it from our friends, but I didn't expect this from like people we don't know. Yeah, it, well, and it's just growing and growing. The People are listening and they're sharing it with other people. And that's really, you know, when, when people are doing that, that's when, you know, uh, you're really speaking uh, uh, to a large group of people. So from from what I understand, though, the band started out as the two of you, right? A duo. And yes. it yeah, evolved from there. Yeah, totally. So what is the backstory for those who may not know of the Sonderbombs? How did things unfold to where they are today? Um. Well, I guess probably almost about almost three years ago, Jimmy and I like decided to meet up and jam and he had heard a few demos of mine that I put out on the internet <laughs> and um, he agreed to like help me record them so that I could try to find a band. <laughs> and uh, then he ended up being my band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was too good. I could, How I serendipitous, right? Involved. Right. Yeah, so the, the, the intention from the very beginning was to be a full band, um, but we were very uh, selective of, of who we asked to be in our band. Um, well, it was not like, you know, like a bad thing. I mean, it's just like we wanted to vibe people we wanted to jam with. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's a family. A band is a family. Yeah. It literally is. And it's like, if, like you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right when you're all playing together, then like it's, it's harder to make it work, you know? Oh, absolutely. And then that can even translate in the music. Totally. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean. You get the idea. We're all over the place. Subscribe for free. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and we love 
to talk to y'all. So hit us up over there at Spin Thoughts on Twitter. And our website is thespittingthoughts.com. We just brought on recently uh, 12 new contributors to our already healthy lineup of contributors. We're starting to get things rolling. There's a lot of free music content. Free. Over on our website, thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with Willow and Jimmy from the Sonder Bombs. You, you, the two of you, you had been together kind of from the beginning, and it, it evolved from there. So obviously, uh, you two have a writing dynamic with one another. I'm curious to know uh, what was the writing dynamic for Modern Female Rockstar? Was it the two of you really taking on most of the writing? What is your process? How does it get to uh, these wonderful songs that we're hearing uh, where are they starting from with the two of you or uh, more of the collective of the band? So uh, usually it, um, I, I'll kind of write like the bare like bones of the song. Um, I'll come up with like lyrics first and then I like write the music to that. Um, but I, I usually come up with just like my ukulele part and like the lyrics and that's it. Um, and then Jimmy takes it and, like adds all these really cool guitar parts and really like thinks about the melodies that I didn't even really realize were in there, you know? So it's like, I have this like rough, like little diamond and then Jimmy polishes it and cleans it all up. And (laughs) it's definitely like a split effort. Willow, do you have a preference on ukulele like brand or you know model or type? And Jimmy, after she answers, I'd also like to ask you a similar question about that with guitars. Um, I mean, I really like the ukulele I use. I use a Cordoba. Yeah, nice. And it's like when I was looking into getting like a newer one because for a long time I was just using this like little like dinky one that wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, but when I was looking into them, like the Cordoba and like all of the videos on YouTube, like the reviews and shit, like that was the one that every single time everybody was like, this is a pretty like decent, like there's nothing wrong with it. And it's like, it's got a really full sound. So, and there's like different levels of ukulele, right? Like what, what is it that you, um, tend to play? I play a tenor. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. And now you, you direct in correct like you get um like a, a electric uke correct yeah i have an acoustic electric so it's it's cool <laughs> is it hard to t- like tone that in you know i when i speak to a lot of bands um about their recording process and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about like in studio here in a moment but to like there's a lot of time spent and jimmy might be able to expand on this as well on like finding the correct tone uh for your instruments guitars you know, things like that is it difficult to find the right tone for a recording with a ukulele? I think, I I think like our idea with like the whole recording process is that we wanted it to sound, um, as close to like our live. Yeah. Like performance as possible. So when it came to like messing around with tone, I really didn't do anything different. Like I, I obviously have like, you know, I have like my uke like tuned really nicely and like I, I, but I didn't do anything different really. I just kind of set it up like the same way that I would if I was playing a show and I just recorded it that way. Yeah. I mean, uh, at the time we were uh, recording the record, um, Lily didn't have an amp yet. So she was uh, direct inputting into the PAs. 
Oh. So that's how, we, that's how we recorded it. We tried to input it no into way. the computer. No oh, way. Yeah, so it sounds the same, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, I was curious about that. Now, Jimmy, same for you. Uh, what kind of guitars do you dig? And for you, what is the, the process like to really hone in on? Because there's such a really unique, um, uh, like, crystal-sounding uh, vibe that I get from your guitar in these songs and in the live uh, performances that I've seen online. Uh, how do you approach guitar from that perspective? Oh, thank you. Um, so when we first started this band, I had this uh, really piece of shit guitar that I, <laughs> I bought when I was like 14. Yeah. A neighbor, 30 bucks. And for some reason, I never updated it or upgraded it. Um, and then it became a problem live. It wouldn't hold tuning. So um, when I was looking for a new guitar, I wanted something that had a lot of bite to it. Um, that can get like real nasty, yeah. but also had a really nice clean tone. Yeah. And uh, I, I saw the uh, the St. Vincent Ernie Ball Music Band. And is that uh, the guitar you're playing in the video uh, from Focella? Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I know. It's, it's it's such a good guitar. Um, I bought it off Sweetwater um, without ever playing it. I just trusted Andy Clark um, <laughs> to design a really good guitar. And I put my faith in the right person because. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, when, when she's playing in St. Vincent, like she gets real nasty with it, but it also has really nice clean tones. So I wanted something I can really hone in whatever I wanted very easily and, and very effectively. And all my effects are pedals. I prefer using the clean channel of an amp. And then I just build my own tone with pedals. And then just to wrap up kind of this talk of like the tones of the uke in the guitar, is it challenging to combine the two tones together whether like in a live setting uh you know when you're honing in with the with the sound person or in studio to combine the tones of a guitar and ukulele so constantly consistent consistently and yet in harmony i don't i don't know i mean i don't think we've ever really had too many issues with like our tones necessarily um sometimes it's kind of difficult to just like write the basic like notes and parts together yeah because ukuleles are in such a different tuning than guitars so a lot of my chords that i play are like dissonant whereas like jimmy and then jimmy's got to like figure out what the fuck i'm playing because i literally have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> ever i don't i don't i don't know any of the chords like i don't know any names i don't even know what the fucking notes on the neck are so like <laughs> basically just like searching around in the dark and somehow we make it work yeah it's just so it's so interesting because the the you comes off you know from a surface like just like a bright bubbly sounding instrument but uh-huh. willow you give it such intensity you know and and it's just so impressive i really i dig your sound so hard like it's very very Thank cool you. Thank you. So uh, where I, I really enjoy just kind of getting some insight on how the album was recorded. A lot of bands are taking on more of a, you know, do it yourself uh, kind of method. But how was modern female rock star recorded? Where was it? And did anyone outside of the band have a really impactful role on its creation? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely a lot of people uh, worked and put put a lot of time an effort into this record for us and you know kind of made it what it is so it, it was definitely like a group effort um like not just including the band but uh yeah we re-recorded our album at compass audio with our good friend steve perino and um he's literally like a wizard 
I don't know how he does what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he he makes it work, and he's just like he's such like a like patient, like calm, like totally lets you get all of your bad ideas out first without any judgment, and then he'll like make a suggestion and like can I help you get to where you're trying to be? I feel like he can like read your mind or something. It's really interesting working with him, but yeah, it was it was a really nice experience actually. Um, and then we had, um, a group of people come in to do gang vocals with me and, um, uh, the vocal producer for the album, Madeline Finn is like one of the best singers that I've ever heard. And she's so professional and she helped me a lot, like really achieve like the sarcastic, I guess, attitude. Uh, It shows, (laughs) it shows through so vibrantly. It's so cool. That's exactly what we were going for. So thanks. (laughs) So you had a lot of people that came in that helped. Uh, You can tell that there is, uh, you know, a a lot of a a group effort in this album because just from every perspective, it really is quite the beautiful musical endeavor. Uh, Was there a song off the album that really challenged the band more than others, whether during the writing process or when it actually came down to laying down the tracks? Hmm. I think every member had a different song. That they yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I remember specifically, I had a really hard time recording my guitar parts for Adam because uh, okay. that was like the seventh song I did for the day. And I was just so burnt out and tired that I just, I was having a really hard time getting the rhythm down. But, uh, Steve was really patient with me. The band was really patient with me and eventually I nailed it. But that song was, uh, it was, it was not fun. It was fun, but it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think we all had different songs. Every song was a complete struggle for me. I don't <laughs> I, I don't know how I made it out of their lives. But yeah, like, I mean, recording is just really hard, you know, because it, like, it's fun. Obviously, it's, like, really fun or, like, nobody would do it. But, like, it's it's also, like it can make you feel insecure, you know, like if you don't nail a part that you've played a million times live, like within the first five tries, you're going to start to feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's always that thought like, man, uh, if, if I don't nail this, this is how it's going to sound forever. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing gets taken off the internet. So once it's out there, it's there. Yeah. Now, similarly, um, you know, uh, question wise, uh, the music, it's been out for a week. You're getting feedback from friends and fans. More people are singing, uh, you know, the songs uh, in their homes or maybe to you at shows. Is there a song that stands out as one that you're just very pleased with or proud of or just even one that you may be surprised uh, that is resonating more with fans? Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, I I love all of our songs. Like, I, I re- I'm really proud of the album. I think we all are, like, super, super proud. Um, and I guess, like, the fact that anybody is listening to any of it <laughs> is, like, pretty mind-blowing. Um, but I, I do remember that when we were recording um, Title, which was our first single when we started to release the album... It, it was one of those songs that, like, it was, like, my favorite song on the album, probably. Um, but I remember, like, when we were, like, talking about, like, in the early stages after we recorded, we were, like, listening to, like, the first mixes and everything. We were 
trying to figure out like, oh, like what would be our first single, blah, blah, blah. And I always felt, I was like, well, title has to be at least one of the singles. And I remember like, I don't know why, but I, I like that song always just kind of like stuck with me, you know? And I was like, I feel like a lot of people could relate to this. Um, and so then like when we sent it to Joe and like we were planning, he was like, no title needs to be the first single. Like that's going to be the one that we push. And I was like, holy shit, really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's, that's awesome because that's the one I always envisioned, you know, is like, and people really like that one too. So oh, yeah. that makes me really happy. Makes me really, really happy. It's becoming quite, you know, the anthem uh, for a music community that is looking to grow, evolve and, and gain some more diversity. It's, it's, it's uh it's a it's a good song at a good time and a lot of people are listening re- like really listening to it. We're going to actually listen to title here in a few moments uh which I'm excited to play for everybody. Uh but modern female rock stars we're we're kind of, you know, alluding to it. It circles a few themes or messages. What is the intention behind the the words of this album and do you believe an impact is being made through the music? I you know, I I think I I don't want to say you know I don't I don't want to sit here and be like oh yeah like we're like we're changing shit uh, you know but like that's like our intention you know what I mean like we want to we want to help people like understand and like grow and we want to diversify things you know and I think that is like as cis white people like it's like partially like our duty to like shed light on things that that like we have the privilege to shed light on you know what i mean right like we have we have a voice that generally people listen to more which fucking sucks but like all we can do is try to use it for good shit you know that's all we can do with it and use it to make room for people who who deserve it so I'm curious, Willow, I mean, it, it, is it hard to speak out like with the, the, the theme in, in title? Is it hard to speak out like that? No. Good. <laughs> no, it was for a really long time. And then I, I feel like I wrote that song and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it, it's great. And I, look, change, whether small or large, it's got to start somewhere. And sometimes yeah. you just have to have the courage to 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 try to make things you know at least known you know and and that's that's where change really starts so um uh, some great themes in modern female rock star and just even if you expand out of that it's just great to listen to great to listen to and on a different kind of um sensory perspective uh visually the album artwork is just absolutely phenomenal so where did the idea come from for the album cover who was involved with creating that graphic okay so we worked with this artist oc um she's in a band called teaminade and they're from bowling green ohio and um they're amazing and oc is just like i had followed her on instagram for like a few months i i met her at a show and she came up or i think it was like the first time we played in bg and she came up to me and she was like this is great and i'm like you're great and then i followed her on instagram and i saw like all this amazing like bright, colorful, uh, like, artwork that she did. And I was like, this, 
like the, the second I saw it, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if she could do the album artwork if we ever record an album. Like it was like so like far in the past that I first met her. And um and then like I, I hit her up and I was like, yo, we I want you to do this with me because I knew that she could capture like what I like 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 the colors of the album, you know? Yeah. And she, she like listened to the album too while she created it, which I think really adds something to it. Like I can't put my finger on it, but it like it adds something to it. Like I can tell, like when I look at the artwork, I can tell that she listened to it while she drew it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And, and the aesthetic of it, it, it just it catches your eye because even like the font, like, you know, with the shoe stepping in the gum and everything, the font, it isn't from from, my, you know, my opinion, it is like you can read it, but like you have to actually stop and like pay attention to it to read it. Exactly. And it's just that's such a cool dynamic, you know, because it catches your attention and you could almost overlook it. The, the, the font, you know, to just, uh, you know, assume that it is a, a shit clump of gum, you know, that you're yeah. <laughs> stepping in, you know, but it it has, you know, the title of the album. It's very, very awesome. And, uh, you know, is this visually, um, I, did, did you like sketch anything out or is this who created the beginning phases of this idea that we're seeing on our screens? Um, well, I, I came to her initially, I was like, you should do the album artwork. And she was like, okay, what do you want? And I was like, I don't care. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then she was having like a really hard time. She's like, well, I can't, I can't just like do this for like for you. I can't do it all for you. And I was like, okay, well that's fair. So, um, so I started thinking and I was like, I, I don't know, like the idea of like, like non-men in the music industry as just the gum on the shoe <laughs> like the fucking gum they step in that yeah. they don't notice but it pisses them off when they do notice it you know like that's kind of it's so powerful it really that's is what we were going for so thank you <laughs> we have premiere episodes every single thursday at midnight eastern on adobe radio those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday, you can subscribe for free so you never miss your new favorite band or maybe your current favorite band. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with Willow and Jimmy from the Sonderbombs, their brand new album, Modern Female Rockstar, dropped recently via Take This to Heart Records. It is so awesome. We're going to listen to a song right now. It's called Title. Everybody enjoy!
So you just finished listening to Title off the brand new, like one week old album, Modern Female Rockstar from the Sonderbombs. Now, Willow, Jimmy, I don't always like to ask bands about their names or where they come from. It's a little cliche at times, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it seems better just as a mystery. I learned that very early when I started spinning thoughts. I'm trying to think of who the band... Oh, I had Tom May on from the Menzingers. And um, I asked him... Uh, I asked him about people asking him about what is a Menzinger or whatever. And he... Yeah. Every time people ask him about his band name, he just comes up with a random, different answer. <laughs> every, every, like some that seem so goddamn true and some that are just so fucking asinine. You know what I mean? And oh my god, that's a really good idea. We should start doing that. Hey, right. Maybe so I get to make some shit up. <laughs> it, it's honestly, it was a great convert. It was like episode 19 or something like that. It was a long time ago, but it was one of my favorite questions because I looked it up and and I noticed that he gave different answers all the time. So I was like, bro, what's up with this? Like, what? Um, but I, I I found very quickly that bands don't like to really talk about their their name, and that's cool. But um, I got to say, it seems like the Sonderbombs, you're being a little bit more transparent or at least proactive uh, with the clarification because on your Facebook page, you do have the definition of, of Sonder and uh, you have it listed as the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as you are. So, yeah. pr so prior to being introduced to your band, I don't recall ever knowing that word. Uh, especially its meaning. So I'm grateful for the education. Uh, the definition is colorful and powerful. So I've got to ask, how did you come across the word Sonder? And how did its meaning speak to you enough to create a musical endeavor around it? Oh, excuse Bless me. you. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's your answer. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Sonder, like, literally, I we were looking for like band names and um i think i think that's probably why we're a little bit more like we don't mind i guess like repeating ourselves explaining like how we got the name because like it's not even a real word oh. <laughs> so like people are curious you know like it's not i don't think i'm pretty sure sonder is not in the dictionary at least not yet it's one of those <laughs> words that's like no, seriously, it's one of those words that's, like, recognized, but it's not, like, technically in the dictionary. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah I, there's this Facebook post that was going around. It was, like, 20 emotions that uh, <laughs> you've known, you've felt before, but didn't know how to describe. And they're, they're all made-up words. But um, it went viral, and, and Sonder was one of those words in that, that dictionary of complex emotions that you can't describe. And it really stuck with us. Yeah, so we were just like, ah, all right. How interesting. It's like the word may not necessarily be, as you're, you're saying, like recognized, but the feelings and emotions that attach to it are real. And oh, yeah. it's insane. Like when I read what you had written on your Facebook page about Sonder, it, I, I, it, God, it just really spoke to me. I don't know why. It's just what a cool feeling because, yeah, like you you become so – sometimes you just become so entwined in, in your own com complexities that you forget – you lose some empathy and for other people and the struggles and 
you know, the peaks and valleys that other people go through. It's just, it's very, everyone has, you know, their own complex, vivid as the, you know, definition is stating life. And what a, I'm glad that you put it in there and, and expand yeah. it. It really color makes it more colorful when you listen to the music. But, um, as we, as we talked about at the very beginning of this episode, um, or maybe it was even off the air. So the band is from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. And so we're not very far away from one another. And I, I, no, we're super close. Yes, like a two hour drive. And I went to college at Kent State University, which is right outside of Cleveland, like 40 minutes oh, or yeah. so. And I have a lot of friends from in and around the city. Uh, I've been to many shows in the city and I've played shows myself at the neighboring uh, venues. So Cleveland, I think it's an amazing city for a lot of reasons. The music community there, in my opinion, is strong, vibrant, and it's paving the way to more diversity. Thanks, you know, in part to the Sonder Bombs. Talk to me about uh, the Cleveland music scene from your perspective, the good areas of improvement, maybe special music moments that the band has experienced there. Um, I mean, yeah, Cleveland's like pretty cool. I like it. It's, it's pretty cheap. So <laughs> no, seriously, like it's, it's cheap to like live here yeah. and it makes it like, I think, I think that it's kind of, um, underrated i guess as like a music it's not like when you think of like the music scene like like at least our genres too mm -hmm. like you think of like new york and like philly and like like boston, boston. Yeah. yeah you think of, and like even pittsburgh more so i think um but i don't know cleveland is like it's just so cheap and it's so like accessible you know what i mean like you can live here i guess somewhat comfortably and still like try to be a musician which is i think a like main struggle for like smaller artists trying to mm -hmm. come up you know but and there's been like a rapid growth in the, the diy music community here as well like in the past two years alone uh more house venues have popped up yeah and a lot of bigger shows have been coming through and locals have been throwing on those shows um thanks to bravo artists they've yeah. been really fostering the community too oh my god they put Every, they put every new band on like cool gigs. It's so it's so awesome. Yeah, I, I miss being up there around the Cleveland area. Uh, I still feel like I have a piece of it in my heart, and so you know I Aww. felt it. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, I'm gonna start to cry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a really cool city, and you know, like we established, it's not very far away. I I make some trips up there. Maybe I'll catch you guys playing up there or here in Pittsburgh sometime soon. It'd be really awesome to see you live. All right, so I was looking also uh, to see to see if the band had any music videos out on the internet, um, as I think the creativity in that medium for you all could be quite uh, endless. And now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't come across like an official music video. Am I correct on that? What? D am I missing one? No, no, no. We we don't have any music videos. Okay, that okay, good. So I was just trying to check the research there. So with okay, that, no, see, I thought you said that you did come across one, and I was like, wait, where? No, no, no. My apologies. No, I did not come across. I was looking. I was trying to find one. I wanted to see, you know, what existed in that realm for you all, and I could not find one. So I wanted to just make sure that I just was really missing something obvious. But um, I think there's some really, I mean. When I was looking, there's some great live videos. I, I referenced the one from Focella. What a great, it's like 21 minutes. Everybody needs to watch that. That was fucking awesome. I mean, you get to really see the energy and passion 
of every one of you in the band. And, and the quality of that recording is stellar. So there's a lot of really good videos out there. You have, you know, some just audio videos from Modern Female Rockstar. Um, I want to know if the band does have plans uh, to approach a few visual representations of these songs off the new album with official music videos. We, we definitely we definitely have plans. Yes, we, we have plans. Uh, we have lots of ideas. <laughs> we just we, got, we have to find the time to really <laughs> do it. <laughs> is there a song off of the album that you would feel is the clear choice to approach visually first? Would it be title? I think it would be shoot to kill. Is that yeah. that's the shorter song? That's the 32nd one. It's kind of like an interlude, but it's yes. not. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go with a 36 second music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's probably the easiest, most realistic to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's like it's like when in school, uh, if you were given like a word like limit, like where you had to write under like a thousand words. It, for me, at least, I was always like, that was more challenging when I had to create a concise thought as as everyone who's listened to spinning thoughts can probably understand and see what i'm saying right now it's it's hard to like hone in on something in a short amount of time it would actually be quite interesting to see a music video for shoot to kill with such limited time to accomplish you know visual representation well that's why that's why i think it'd be good you know because you could we could literally do whatever the fuck we want in that music video it doesn't matter <laughs> the song is 30 fucking seconds. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's great i i I hope it happens. I'd like to see it, and I'm sure it'll turn out really great. Uh, yeah, oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> now, I mean, honestly, though, can we expect something like that in 2018 still? Um, Maybe, but I don't know if it's very likely. I think early 2019. Is it possible? Be. Yes. Is it going to happen? <laughs> probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you know, on the topic of, like, extracurriculars for the band, right, the album released... Lots of people are listening to it. There's, it's just one week old, right? So there's so much uh, more for people to uh, experience with this album. What what are the plans as we wind down 2018 for the Sonderbombs? Um, or as we start to transition into a very hopeful 2019, what, what's on the docket? Or, or maybe nothing's official yet, but, you know, what, what would you want to do now that this album's out there? Um, I think... I think our main focus is we're going to be just trying to plan and book as much tour time as possible, you know, because we just we really just want to play these songs for everybody all the time forever. So <laughs> what kind of markets would you be looking into on, on touring or is that out outside of your control or do you have input there? Um, I mean, we have input. Yeah, we have input. Um, I guess basically anywhere that we have like a friend that we can sleep on their couch. Well, if so. you two or, or if the whole band, if you guys like uh, fluffy dogs, big dogs, I have a husky and a German shepherd. Uh, I definitely have a couch here in Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Yoko, yeah. Yoko and Lennon. By the way, I'm a big uh, The Who fan. Oh. Yeah, the Beatles. I was joking, uh, <laughs> but but no, there. Uh, I got I was two. Concerned for a second. I wasn't sure if you meant to say that. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna like drag. It. Uh, come on. Why didn't you call me out? I mean, yeah, geez. If I seriously was so so blind, and I named my two dogs Yoko and Lennon, thinking it was after the Who, I'd hope somebody would tell me I was wrong. 
Yeah, I just I wouldn't want to do that on on the air. Oh, I would have just cut it out in post production, Willow. It would have it would not have gotten through. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, but truly, I mean, if you all ever come to Pittsburgh, uh, I'd love to either come out and see ya or hook you up with a place to crash if you ever need it. Hell yeah! I'm sure we'll be back to Pittsburgh. We love playing Pittsburgh. So you've been to the city and played before. Where at? Um, we've played at Cafe Verona. Yeah. Uh, three times? Three times, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Mr. Roboto once. Oh, Roboto's an interesting place to play. I've been there a few times. I've played there a few times. It's uh, it's a unique venue, but it's a really uh, welcoming venue to uh, everybody. There, You'll always get, like, a really cool, diverse crowd at Roboto. Yeah, yeah. and, like, they, they have so much, like, art yeah. and things for sale on the walls from, like, local artists. Like, it's just cool. It's, like, it's like an artistic community, like like, hangout spot. It's really awesome. Have you ever spent like any time in in Pittsburgh outside of playing shows? Anything fun you've ever done here in this city of of well, not mine. You know, I don't own it, but where I live. <laughs> no, you do own it. it oh, thanks, Willow. And, um, <laughs> no, yeah. Last time you we were there, uh, it was a few weeks ago, um, and we went to the tower. The tower. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know the if big, I do. The big. What was it called? Something of knowledge. It was like a, cathedral a, a of learning. Campus. Yeah. The cathedral of learning. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, on Pitt's campus. Yeah, it looks like fucking Hogwarts. It was oh, awesome. I know. Isn't it ridiculous? We got there like right, right um, after all of the uh, like nationality rooms closed, though, so we didn't get to like go through there. But we got, we went like you know as as high up as we could go. Yeah. And we like looked off into the Pittsburgh into the abyss. Distance. <laughs> yeah, when you were up there, you probably could see honestly over thirty bridges. Though, am I right? I mean, like they're everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, you need a lot of bridges though. Like it's like just mountains. It's like hills. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I was actually walking in the city of Pittsburgh uh, this week, and there was an older couple that walked by me. It was like in a parking lot. They had just parked, and they they came up and asked me how they could end up getting out of this parking lot. As a nice, you know, uh, citizen of Pittsburgh, I explained to them how they could, and they go, do you live here? And I said, yeah. They're like, I feel so sorry for you. I go, why? They're like, because I don't know how you navigate this city. Like, it is, I feel like I'm going to crash every time I'm making a turn. There's people flying around. There's hills. There's one-way streets. Was it difficult to navigate driving in the city for you all? Oh my God, sometimes I think that we're starting to get used to it now. But like, yeah, the one ways are are a pain in the ass. Yeah, if you make a wrong turn, it's going to take you 20 minutes to correct it. <laughs> oh God, it, yeah. And that's if there's no construction, which come on, that I don't even understand if there's ever been a moment of non-construction in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, if you miss a turn, you're, you're circling the city and it's, it's going to take you some time to get back to where you're going. So Also, like some of the streets aren't even like actual roads. They're just like alleys in between houses. But it's got like a tiny little street sign that like you can't fucking see. Yep. And then you pass it like 30 times just going in a circle like yep. trying to find it. You're dodging like garbage cans and stray cats and people. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's on. It's like Grand Theft Auto minus hopefully the violence um, and just like yeah. going crazy. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's a good time. I appreciate you expanding on the city of Pittsburgh. Now, uh, <laughs> Willow and Jimmy, this has been seriously a really, really great time. The second I'm done talking to you, I'm going to listen to Modern Female Rockstar again. I hope everybody Aww. else. Yeah, I am. I hope everybody else does the same. I'll let uh, I'll play it for my my pups, Lennon and Yoko from The Who. Maybe they'll enjoy it. 
Right. I'm sure they will. <laughs> now, before I let you two go, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your friends, fans that are listening here with Spinning Thoughts? Um, Just thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, y'all. Yeah, they, you, for listening. Us. Yeah, supporting us, listening, telling friends. It really means a lot to us. Yeah. You, you have a show coming up, is, is that correct, in New York? Yes, in Amityville. Nice. Um, what is, October the 28th, Amityville Music Hall. Uh, yes. What, what can we expect from your set on the 28th? Obviously, a lot of songs from the new album. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, is it and, exclusive? Uh, to? Is your set exclusive to the new album, or is there anything else that trickles in? Well, there may be, I mean, it's close to Halloween, so there may be a cover or two thrown in there. Who knows? <laughs> Keeping us on our toes. I dig it. Willow and Jimmy, thank you so much for being here for episode 153 of Spinning Thoughts. The Sonderbombs brand new album, Modern Female Rockstar. It is out everywhere right now via Take This to Heart Records. It is so amazing in so many different ways. We just spent 40-some minutes talking about it. Now it's your turn. Go and listen to it. You will not regret it. We're doing a giveaway on Twitter where five lucky people, and I'm talking super lucky people, are going to get a physical CD of this release sent to them thanks to our friends at Take This to Heart Records. If you want to be involved on this giveaway, all you got to do is go to our Twitter at SpinThoughts our very initial post announcing this episode, it would have been on Tuesday around like 1230 Eastern if you want to try to find it. All you got to do, go and retweet it and you'll be in the running to receive one of five free physical copies of Modern Female Rockstar. Like I said, we're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We have a website. It is thespinningthoughts.com. Proud of everything going on over there. We've got many contributors some new that are really impressing me by the way that are doing great work check out everything we've got going on free music content come on free thespinningthoughts.com we have premiere episodes every single thursday at midnight eastern on adobe radio those episodes become available for free on all podcast platforms the following monday examples apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher soundcloud podbean you get the idea, everybody. Let's get with it. Let's keep it going. We're going to be here again next week. Same time, same place. Can't wait to do it all over again. I love you all. Until next time, everybody, make sure you share music, spread love. <laughs>